muscle, bro. Fuck, you could cut the sexual tension over there with a knife. Give your balls a tug, tit fuck. Fuck you, Shorzy. Put a shirt on. Fuck you, Riley. Go scoop it off your mom's bedroom floor for me. She gives my nipples butterfly kisses. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Jonesy. Your mum shot come straight across the room and killed my Siamese fighting fish. Threw off the pH levels in my aquarium, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Shorzy. Do you hear yourself? Fuck you, Riley. Should have heard your mum last night. She sounded like a window closing on a Tonkinese cat's tail. She sounded like... Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Jonesy. Should have heard your mum last night. She sounded like my great aunt when I pull a surprise visit. She was like... Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Riley. Your mom sneaky gushed so hard she bucked me off the waterbed last night. Don't tell her I was thinking about Jonesy's mom the entire time. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Jonesy. Your mom ugly cried because she left the lens cap on the camcorder last night. It's fucking amateur hour over there. Fuck you, Shorzy. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. It is Thursday. I keep wanting to say fucking Friday because my days are all screwed up from having the holiday off. Thursday, January 2nd. We are two days away from the start of the wildcard playoffs. Going to go through the slate. We're going to start picking players today. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, don't worry. It is available. But you know you guys all just want to get the fucking players anyway. So let's get in here. Uh, we're going to be starting again with Buffalo at Houston. Uh, lines opened. Houston is a three-point favorite, 39.5 over under. The line hasn't moved from its current point. Two and a half point favorites are the Houston Texans, but our total has moved up half a point to 43 and a half from yesterday. So we're starting to see some money coming in from Vegas. We'll keep an eye on this uh, as we keep going through the through the rest of the week. Uh, remember, there is only going to be one more podcast this week. Uh, there will not be one on Saturday. It will be Friday. I will set my actual play sheet. Now, if we have any 
actual you know changes on Saturday. Again, I will get those changed um, as we will see some more uh, clarity for the injured players for the Sunday game. Uh, so that'll help us on the four game. Hopefully, help us a little bit on the four game slate. Probably not too much, but if you're running the two game Sunday slate, uh, that's where we're going to be kind of keeping an eye. First and foremost, we start on the Buffalo Bills side. I am definitely taking a look at Josh Allen. Uh, he is definitely one of my favorite quarterbacks on the slate now. Um, over on Fantasy Draft, he is the highest-priced quarterback on the four-game slate, so might be somewhere where I fade and we go to the Breeze uh, side of the ball. But uh, definitely Josh Allen. think he can have his way with this Texans defense. We did see them play better against Tampa Bay, but, I mean, that's just really kind of a fart in the wind, if, you're, if, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, at running back, I am going to take a look at Devin Singletary. I think he's probably my favorite Buffalo guy of all of them. Uh, 22, or 20, 22nd in rush DVOA are the Houston Texans. 17th against running backs in the passing game. I think you will see a little bit of Frank Gore, but overall uh, the highest upside play at the running back position for the Buffalo Bills is Devin Singletary. It's kind of a duh, uh, figure it out type play. Uh, wide receivers, definitely looking at John Brown facing Jonathan Joseph. I don't really care too much about the DVOA. Not being too too good at 14 overall. Um, John Brown can easily beat Jonathan Joseph. We do have Jonathan Joseph questionable. I expect him to play, though. Uh, favorite wide receiver, though, especially if you're doing in a Josh Allen pairing. Um, we've really seen Cole Beasley pick it up over the last few weeks, uh, so I do not hate Cole Beasley whatsoever. I'm not touching Isaiah McKenzie or Duke Williams, any of those guys, um, but Isaiah McKenzie is kind of bumped up a little bit. If Andre Roberts sits, you see a little bit more volume there. Uh, tight end. I'm still taking a look at Dawson Knox. I don't know if I really like him that much on, say, the four-game slate. He may end up being just kind of a Saturday-only type play uh, because we won't have Dallas Goddard on this slate considering the fact that Saturday is a all-AFC uh, slate and Sunday is going to be your all-NFC slate. Uh, Buffalo Bills defense maybe maybe on a two gamer um i don't know again i don't know if i'm really looking at them for a four game slate but i'm going to include them uh because i will have you know specific saturday only slate possible plays and then you know sunday of course so uh on the other side you're gonna have deshaun watson he's gonna be very popular um i just can't trust it whatsoever. So I'm going to actually pass on Deshaun Watson. I do have interest in Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. think if, te if the Texans are going to have any chance, they're going to rely more on their running, running backs this week. Um, 
Carlos Hyde would be more of a play if they're playing from ahead, uh, trying to slow down the pace. Duke Johnson would be more of the guy that I'd like if they are indeed playing from behind. Um, I do expect them to be playing from behind. I like Buffalo that much um, on the slate. So um, Duke Johnson, it, when it comes to Duke Johnson, you have, you know, the Buffalo Bills rush defense uh, on the ground per se is 18th against running backs um, in DVOA, and then they're 14th against running backs in the passing game. So those numbers <clears throat> have been down. We used to like to really attack uh, Buffalo about middle of the season, but it's really kind of slipped off. Um, they've gotten a lot better, so I'm thinking Duke Johnson, in my opinion, is probably the better play. I think a lot of people are going to try and go for the Carlos Hyde, although I don't hate it if you're trying to alleviate some pricing in there. Um, that would be about the only reason that I would generally go with Carlos Hyde. He's going to get the carries in there. Now we look at the wide receivers. I have no interest in Deshaun, uh DeAndre Hopkins. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Tredavious White's going to shadow him, but uh, you know he'll fall off every once in a while. And especially with having Will Fuller in there, they're going to have to contend with Will Fuller. Fuller. Fuck that shit. I mean, it's either a good play or it's a fucking bad play. I'm not touching fucking Will Fuller. We've seen it. I mean, we went back to the well when Will Fuller became active a couple of weeks ago, and what the fuck happened? He went out. What happened to the passing offense? It went to shit. But I will still take a look at a guy like Kenny Stills. He does have obvious upside. Not as good as Will Fuller, um, but it's definitely somebody that I may take a look at on two-game slate. Uh, his price is okay, 11th, 15th, 13th, and 12th across the board. Uh, he's $2 above minimum price over on Yahoo, so um, I don't hate him too much. Now, that you know, of course, the pricing does change. We do have the pricing. Um, I do have the pricing for both FanDuel and DK loaded up in the spreadsheet. I'll send out a new copy of the spreadsheet today. Um so you'll be able to see those prices. If I switch anybody to the Saturday or Sunday only, I will include just the Saturday only slate or the Sunday only slate pricing in there. Uh, tight end, Darren Fells and Jordan Akins. Uh, no, I'm not touching either. Um, I think they take a, a bit too much away from each other. Um, in this matchup, I'm not going to try and pick on Micah Hyde in this defense. Houston Texans are going to have the matchup. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to look at that with the 21st DVP rank for defenses against the Buffalo Bills, which is really good. Um, 10.2 points allowed uh, are is Buffalo to opposing defenses. So, I think a lot of people are going to look at the Houston Texans. They didn't play too bad against Jameis Winston, but this is going to be a slowdown. It's going to be pretty much kind of more of a slowdown kind of game. Uh, you're going to see a lot more running with Josh Allen. 
and Devin Singletary. So um, I think it's going to alleviate some of that defensive uh, upside that Houston has. I know they have J.J. Watt back. I'm not really that worried about J.J. Watt. I think a lot of people are going to buy into that. I think that's why a lot of people are siding with the Houston Texans beating the Buffalo Bills in this matchup. Um, They're also banking on the fact that Josh Allen, this is Josh Allen's first time in the playoffs as a quarterback. But honestly, like Deshaun Watson did that much better when he was in the playoffs? I remember that Indianapolis game pretty well, pretty well, and we were on Deshaun Watson last last year. Has he gotten better? Yeah, he's probably growing a little bit, but he's still fucking inconsistent. We saw down the stretch that the offense was failing. There's something wrong with that offense, and it probably honestly starts with that offensive line, and that's why I'm a little bit more on the Buffalo Bills. Next game on the slate would be Tennessee at New England. Uh, nothing shifted here. Um, New England opened as a five and a half point favorite, forty one and a half over under. It is currently New England minus five, forty four over under as the total. I'm still looking at Ryan Tannehill, but I don't know how much I'm in love with Ryan Tannehill. Again, this is going to be a quarterback that did not see the playoffs. The last time that the Miami Dolphins made it to the playoffs, um, Ryan Tannehill was not involved. It was Matt Moore that was the quarterback. So I'm going to take this one with a grain of salt. It is Ryan Tannehill's first foray into the playoffs. Do I like Derrick Henry? I love Derrick Henry. Do I think he can go off in this? No. We talked about it yesterday. The way to beat the New England Patriots at running back is with a guy that can actually be involved in the passing game. Derrick Henry's not going to be that guy. Can that open up a little bit for the guy in the slot? Sure. Um, I think a lot of people are still confused you know, in the passing game, whether or not Stephon Gilmore is going to be covering A.J. Brown or Corey Davis. Who's the bigger fucking threat? A.J. Brown or Corey fucking Davis? It's A.J. Brown. But do I have some interest in A.J. Brown because of his upside? Yes. Same thing with John Brown uh, a few weeks ago when Buffalo came into town. Now you might have limited upside in there. So like where you look at him across the board for pricing, he's third, eighth, third, and third across the board. Probably the spot that I would attack maybe with A.J. Brown or where it's at least a little bit more appealing is really on Yahoo where he's $19. Anything under twenty, anything twenty dollars and under, when you're getting a great talent, is a huge, huge value savings. I am interested in AJ Brown. It's not my favorite play. I am going to take a look at Tajay Sharp in the slot. 
He's very much a better price across the board. Uh, rankings would be 17th, 20th, 20th, and 23rd. So you're getting a hell of a savings across the board if you're going to take a shot. Uh, Tannehill does like to throw underneath a little bit. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still not sold on whether or not I'm going to come here or not. It may be a little bit more off the beaten path, but we'll see. I mean, we still have another day to get this all together. I'm going to have a lot of time tonight because work is fucked tonight. So, uh, tight end, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust John o. Smith. On a Saturday-only slate, I can definitely look at John o. Smith. On a four-gamer, I don't know. It's all going to be dependent upon what else we have uh, coming down the pipeline. Um, But definitely on a Saturday only, I think he's in play. Because, I mean, really, when you look at it, when you look at Houston and New England, they've got a mishmash at tight end. And, yeah, I mean, in Buffalo, we have seen Tyler Croft kind of get involved here. Um, But I think it's Dawson Knox's uh, game. Really, I think Dawson Knox is just going to be the chalk guy that you're just going to probably have to play. Um, if you want to get off, I think Johnny Smith comes in kind of in second, and that's about it. I'm not really too worried about Michael Pruitt or Anthony Ferkser. Um Although if you wanted to on the two-game slate and you wanted to fully punt with one of the two, I guess I really wouldn't have a big issue with it. Uh, New England side, are we gonna fall? Are we gonna fall for the Tom Brady? Is he a trap? He's priced right, seventh, seventh, eighth, and eighth. Is he gonna get it done? On a two-game slate, I think he might be the better play over a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Just in all honesty. Four-game slate, probably going to pass on him. But I'll take a look at him, see how he statistically holds up. (sighs) He's probably going to be one of the guys I would first cut. Because if I believe that New England's going to be ahead in this game, which I do... I think I side more with the Tannehill side than I would with Tom Brady, to be honest. Do we like New England running backs? I believe so. The problem is, which one do you go with? Lately, it's just been it's been pretty much kind of Sony Michelle. And James White, yeah, Rex Burkhead has gotten his hand in there. But we saw last week that it was primarily Michelle and White. So those are the only two guys that I'm focused on. The guy that I'm probably more focused on is James White. Tennessee's 10th against the rush. It has come up a bit. As far as DVOA. 23rd against running backs in the passing game. They're 18th in points allowed to the running back at 22.2 on FanDuel and 26.1 on DK. I think James White is really the play. 
if I'm looking at the wide receivers, <sighs> Julian Edelman is really banged up. He's really expensive. He's got Logan Ryan. He will switch off, you know, when they go to two to three wide receiver sets. So he's going to have Logan Ryan in the slot. He'll have Ty Smith when he's on the outside. I actually looked up the matchup. Ty Smith's actually not bad. He's not too bad. At least when it comes to Julian Edelman being banged up, is he going to be able to get away? Sure. But I think they're going to try and shut him down. So the guy that I'm really looking at is not Muhammad Sanu. It's Nikhil Harry. Again, I don't know how much I would use him. Um, probably more Saturday slate again for me. But he does offer a lot of value. 17th, 20th, 17th, and 19th across the board. He's minimum price on Yahoo. So as far as a salary saver, somebody who's going to be involved in the offense, I'll take a look at Nikhil Harry. I, I have him a little bit above Jacoby Myers and Philip Dorsett. I think he's got a bit more upside than both. Jacoby Myers is kind of interesting as far as, you know, he'll line up in the slot just like Julian Edelman and will get, you know, Logan Ryan every once in a while. But I don't know if I trust it. Tight ends for New England. I have no interest in trying to declutter that fucking mess. I don't like Ben Watson. He's old. Ryan Izzo would be the guy that if you wanted a full punt with, is probably the guy that you would look at. Do I like it? Nah. Uh, not really. Just The only reason that I would utilize him is just based on price alone. Now, his minimum price on Yahoo, so is Dawson Knox. So... If I'm looking at between Knox and Izzo, who would I take? I would take Knox way before I take Izzo. Way before. But you do save $800 on FanDuel. You do save $400 on DK. And you save $700 on Fantasy Draft. So as a salary saver, I could probably take a look at him. New England Patriots. Are we going to trust the defense? We've got some banged-up players. we got safety Terrence Brook is questionable. Jonathan Jones is questionable. And cornerback Jason McCordy is questionable. If they play, I still kind of like this defense. I'm just not fully in love. I don't know if I have to spend up. But is there turnover potential here? Sure. But Tennessee is 10th in DVP in points allowed to opposing defenses at 7.62. I don't know if there's a ton of opportunity there. I just don't know. Ryan Tannehill can use his legs as well as his arm. That's why I'm kind of liking Tannehill in this matchup. 
I think they're just playing with kind of uh, they're not pl- they're they're playing with controlled reckless abandonment, meaning they're all over the place, but they're not committing turnovers. So I don't know if I really want to pay up for a defense in that spot. All right, on to Sunday's game: Minnesota at New Orleans. I. Let's see. Open New Orleans at eight, as an eight-point favorite, 46 over under. New Orleans uh, still the favorite, but it dro- had dropped half a point, still at 7.5. Uh, the total is at 49.5. It is up 3.5 points from the open. Uh, that's been stable all week. Um, like I said, we just have to kind of keep paying attention. So is there potential – for Minnesota to win this game. Yeah. They can win this game. Are they going to win this game? Nah. No. I I pretty much am handing this one to the Saints. Um, The curious thing, though, is... Why why are we doing this? I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Um, Jesus Christ, how many fucking issues am I going to have with this? All right, there we go. I like Kirk Cousins from a value standpoint. His price across boards, you know, seventh, ninth, seventh, and seventh. Went over it in the podcast yesterday. Yahoo, what the fuck? Why is Teddy Bridgewater... Why is Teddy Bridgewater priced above Kirk Cousins? Let alone now that I'm just discovering this. Oh, he's tied with Tom Brady in price. Okay, that's what it is. So on Yahoo, you're getting Kirk Cousins for $22. Less than, uh, that's what, $2? $2 less than a backup quarterback. Are you fucking kidding me? Who fucked that one up? I mean, if you wanted to make him seventh, that's fine. I, I I can see it. But ninth? Really? Get the fuck out of here. So this is gonna rely this is gonna really be on Kirk Cousins' shoulders this week. I am not not on Delvin Cook coming back from this shoulder injury. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about this. I am not paying $8,000 on FanDuel, $30 on Yahoo, $7,800 on DK, and $14,600 on Fantasy Draft. Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. I'd rather pay for the wide receivers. I think you can take a look at Stephon Diggs. It's not a great matchup. We like, we do not like to face Marshawn Lattimore. What is going on here? The guy that I'm looking at the most, though, is Adam Thielen. 
Thielen has not been great since he came back from injury, which may keep a lot of people off. Now, he's going to get talked up this week. He's going to get talked up about being in the slot against guys like P.J. Williams, Patrick Robinson. But that's completely wrong. And if people are taking a shot on Adam Thielen, they may get lucky even though they're following bad information. Thielen is on the outside. Every once in a while travels in the slot. The slot belongs to B.C. Johnson. But B.C. Johnson is not going to be facing Patrick Robinson, uh, P.J. Williams. It's going to be Janoris Jenkins as long as Eli Apple is playing. If Eli Apple is not playing, Eli Apple is questionable right now, Janoris Jenkins would move to the outside onto Adam Thielen. On the inside, that's when you would see some, you know, backup uh, corner in there. You know, you'd like to see Von Bell in there. You'd like to see Marcus Williams back in there, which would put P.J. Williams back in the slot. Then maybe you could consider B.C. Johnson. But I'm not going to include B.C. Johnson because then it gets confusing. The guy I would want to play is Adam Thielen. Yes, Stephon Diggs has had success against this defense. But I think Lattimore is going to primarily not completely shut him down. He'll get a couple of catches here and there, but it's going to really limit his upside. So the sneaky, the really the sneak, the quote unquote sneaky play is to take Thielen on the other side against Eli Apple, and just hope and pray that he gets back to where he was, because they're going to need him. If they can't get this going, oh boy, they're going to be in for big, big trouble. Tight ends, you got Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith. I'm not going to get into that one either. Uh, tight ends, uh, they're eighth against the tight end. That actually is kind of a false number. Because if you look back, they were 13th, 15th, 15th, 12th, 13th, 18th, and then down to 8th. Um, they completely shut down. You know, last week it was Carolina, so that's why the number dropped as far as what it did because you had Will Greer in there at quarterback. So they're kind of in the mid-range. You know, more and more now that I look at it, they're kind of in the mid-range here, and maybe we just found ourselves a tight another tight end. Now, they don't give up that many points. Ninth in DVP rank. FanDuel points per game, 9. DraftKings points per game, 11.5. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson hasn't been terrible. 
But at a position with limited plays, I think Kyle Rudolph, if you expect this game to get up towards the total, we need to find somebody else if you don't believe in Stephon Diggs. That guy is actually Kyle Rudolph. And I'll take a look. I'll take a look at the whole thing with Irv Smith. I'll put Irv Smith in there. Um, I want to kind of look at the snap shares again because that might even be a sneakier play. But that might be actually just kind of looking way too far into it. Kyle Rudolph would be definitely be the guy I would look at before Irv Smith. So we'll kind of get into that one. But because uh, we actually have another curious play at tight end too. So. Uh, jumping to the New Orleans Saints side, I do not care what the numbers say. You have to consider Drew Brees. You just have to. He's going to be chalky as shit. They're at home. Everybody loves New Orleans offense at home. So we need to take a look at, at him there. Um, you go to the running backs. I do have some interest in Kamara, a little bit more than Latavius Murray, although Murray is kind of intriguing. It's just kind of one of those split backfield type deals. I kind of want to look at Murray's snap share too. Um, a reason being is because, you know, we're not looking at last week. We're kind of looking at the previous few weeks. They've actually... Certain situations, they get themselves in trouble, and running backs can actually have a good game uh, against Minnesota on the ground and, you know, through the passing game. So not going to buy into too much of what happened last week with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Um, If you want to pay up, for a running back, you're going to look at Kamara. It's going to be chalky. It's just whether or not you can fit him in or not. And that's kind of the thing. They're going to try and fit Kamara and Michael Thomas in there at wide receiver. Um, Michael Thomas would definitely be the guy that I would pay up for at wide receiver just because he gets it done. He's facing Xavier Rhodes. It don't. It doesn't matter if he's facing Mike Hughes or Mackenzie Alexander. He's going to have just as good of a matchup. So, um, I think I'm a little bit more on Drew Brees in the passing game. To be completely honest with you, um, talked about it yesterday that uh, the secondary and tertiary plays uh, for the passing offense. It's it, it's two guys. It's going to be Michael Thomas. It's going to be Traquan Smith. Uh, Smith has been getting a little bit more play last few weeks, and he's been capitalizing on it. You have to look at who Drew Brees has been throwing to. He's been throwing to Smith, you know, not you know a, a huge volume, but he's been he's been throwing to him. He's been looking at him for those plays towards the end zone. So, um, tight ends, I'm not going to attack with tight ends whatsoever. Uh, as far as Jared Cook and Josh Hill, again, FanDuel keeps putting Taysom Hill at tight end. He's the ninth highest priced tight end. So let's see what we what do we have here? What range is he in? So 
He's a little bit more expensive than Dawson Knox, who everybody's going to. Um, so if you're trying to get off Dawson Knox, the direct pivots would actually be Kyle Rudolph, and then you pay up another 200 bucks, you can get Taysom Hill. They're going to get Taysom Hill involved in this offense. We just have to deal with it. Are we going to get sneaky with it? Are we going to try and run this again two weeks in a row? I think it's a possible it's a possibility. I think you have to look at it. You have to consider it. You gotta get weird on these slates sometimes. And a lot of people hate Taysom Hill. I actually just hate it just because it takes away from if you're starting Drew Brees. Um, usually because then you have Taysom Hill throw a touchdown. So uh, I would expect something to happen in this game. Moving on to the last game, we have uh, Seattle at Philadelphia. Open Philadelphia as a one-point favorite, 45.5 over under. Seattle is now the favorite at 1.5. Uh, total has stayed the same at 45.5. Looking at a quarterback, do I... What do I think of Russell Wilson? Is he a guy that I want to go to? The answer is no. He's not going to be able to run against this defense. He's going to have to rely on nothing but his arm. I don't know if he can get us the points that we need, uh, especially to kind of get off of, you know, say a guy like Drew Brees. Like I said, I'd rather pay down a little bit for Josh Allen. Um, even Kirk Cousins, I think it actually has the better spot than Russell Wilson. Could be wrong. I'm just going to make it stand on it. I'm not going to go to any of the running backs here. I'm not going to go to Lynch. I'm not going to go to Travis Homer. I'm just not. I don't like to attack Philadelphia with running backs unless they are elite running backs. They've been pretty good all year round. So I'm going to give them the respect that they deserve. Now, the question is, can we trust any of the pass targets? I think there's two that we can look at. I think you can look at Tyler Lockett going against Avante Maddox, who I said is questionable. They get beat with speed. But I think Lockett's going to be the guy that they're really going to try to shut down. And I think he's going to be higher owned than what we want. The guy I really like in this matchup is DK Metcalf. Two things Philadelphia secondary has had problems with. And it sucks. I, try to, I keep trying to attack Avante Maddox, and guess what? He keeps getting it done. Two things that beat Philadelphia's secondary. Speed and guys on the outside. The guy I like the most is DK Metcalf. Don't really care much for David Moore, even though he will get um, the lion's share of the snaps out 
opposite of DK Metcalf when they go to three wide receiver sets, Tyler Lockett in the slot. Um, if you like Russell Wilson, I guess I'm okay with it. You just you're paying a premium for him, and he they just have he just has not been all that good. So I don't know if I can go there. I'm not looking at Jacob Hollister. Uh, Philadelphia has been good against tight ends this year, so I'm going to kind of fade there. On the other side, can you look at Carson Wentz? I think you can. I'd kind of much rather trust Carson Wentz. He's been on a roll. He has been on a roll. But I don't know if I'm going to go that route. Um, He definitely, on the two-game slate, he'd be your pivot for Drew Brees, I think. Well, no, you could use Kirk Cousins and save yourself a lot of money. Actually, I'll have to take a look at the Saturday slates, the Saturday only and the Sunday only slates. But uh, as far as the running backs are concerned, um. We still don't know what's going on with Miles Sanders. If Miles Sanders plays, I really don't have any interest in any of the running backs here. Jordan Howard is off injury. Um, If Jordan Matthews, or I'm sorry, Jordan Matthews. Why do I keep saying Jordan Matthews? Jordan Howard. Um, If Miles Sanders is out, I will take a look at Jordan Howard. We may not find this out, though, until Sunday. And it may be a game-time decision. That's the thing that worries me the most about it. I think a lot of people are going to travel to Boston Scott. Boston Scott, if Jordan Howard is playing, Boston Scott's going to be your third down back. The thing of it is, is... Seattle's worse against running backs on the ground than they are through the passing game. So Boston Scott would have to give it, get a hell of a lot of carries to really, I think, pay off the value. You're saving a shit ton of money by going to Howard. So Howard may be only a a Sunday-only play for me. Um, if I'm looking at any of the wide receivers... I don't really give a shit about Robert Davis and Deontay Burnett. I really don't. I mean, if you're doing a Sunday only, maybe. But you're just you're trying to get value in there. If I'm picking Robert Davis or Deontay Burnett, it's actually Burnett. It seems like he's actually more of a focus for Carson Wentz than Robert Davis's, but I mean, Greg Ward's really kind of the guy. You're, it's not too badly priced. Um, 12th, 14th, 11th, and 11th. I think a lot of people are going to get sucked into the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I think we just need to give him a year uh, to kind of develop because uh, Ortega-Whiteside is actually clear value in there. The problem is, is <laughs> Wentz does not like him whatsoever. Kid can't catch the ball, do anything like that. So definitely... Definitely uh, not looking there. Um, I You have to consider Dallas Goddard. He's going to be the chalky tight end. 
Um, this actually might not be a bad slate to go double tight end um, this week, considering I'm not really – I'm going to get that running back situation all taken care of, even though I've got this all in here. But um, the four-game slate, I think you can run double tight end and get away with it. If you run double tight end, you're running you're running Goddard, and then you're running somebody else. You're trying to pick somebody else. I mean, on FanDuel, this could be the perfect spot. You run Goddard, and then you run Hill out of your uh, um, flex, or actually, you'd put Hill in your in your tight end spot, and then you'd run him in flex. That's the only site that you can run Hill though on as a tight end for a double tight end. Otherwise, you'd probably maybe try Rudolph. Yeah, I'm going to end up taking Irv Smith out of there. but um, I am going to take a look at the Philadelphia defense, though. The reason being is they are a defense that we kind of like to pick on. But I think we've been making the wrong play. Um, you know, they'll give up points and stuff like that, but they're super aggressive. And you do have... Dwayne Brown missing for Seattle on their offensive line. So, in my opinion, Philadelphia actually makes a good case as a defense to go. I'm actually, now that I keep going through this, you know, last couple days, Philadelphia can actually pull this game off. I think you're going to see a lot of people on the Seattle side. And I think the right play is actually to be on the Philadelphia side. I don't know. I'm going to have to take a look at that, but uh, let me kind of go through these here and take a look. Uh, Saturday only slate. Yeah, you're going to have Josh Allen be highly expensive. Singletary's. Pretty expensive. Dun, 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 yeah, Tannehill might be just a. Uh, actually, Tom Brady's probably the better pr uh, play on the Saturday only slate. If I'm going to be completely honest with you. Whew. Some of these prices, holy shit. Where is Buffalo defense? Buffalo is still probably paying to. Probably looking at Buffalo defense. Although you could make a case for Titan, Tennessee Titans defense on the two game slate, considering you just you're purely punting at that point. Janu Smith is the highest priced tight end on the Saturday only slate. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, that'd be a fade. Yeah, I'd, probably, I'd rather go Dawson Knox or even just punt it all the way down with Ryan Izzo at tight end. Wow. Yeah, you could probably punt it down. Uh, I'll, let me check into that whole Ryan Izzo thing because uh, that could be a big fucking deal if you're getting that price reduction on some of these guys so you can pay up elsewhere. Wow. Wow. Sunday only slate. Yeah, Kirk Cousins fourth. Um Highest priced 
quarterback on that slate, so I'm liking him even more on the two gamer, especially. Um, I like Dalvin Cook. I, uh, no, I don't. I like Dalvin Cook. It's just that fucking shoulder. I am not going to do it. Thielen, you're getting the discount off of Diggs. Kyle Rudolph, holy shit, FanDuel, ninth. He's under. He, Kyle Rudolph is priced underneath Taysom Hill on the two game slate. Definitely in play on two game. Um, fifth highest priced on Yahoo or uh, pfft, Yahoo DK. Yeah, he's a hell of a savings on Saturday, on the Sunday only. Drew Brees expensive. Yeah, duh. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, expensive. Who did Alvin Kamara come in second to? Oh, Dalvin Cook. Really? I'd trust Alvin Kamara in the two-game slate before I trust Dalvin Cook. Thomas, yeah, seventh and eighth for Traquan. Taysom Hill is the seventh highest priced tight end. Might be able to run a double tight end on that too. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. Still don't like Wilson. His second on Fanduel on the two-gamer. He's first on DK, so he's highest priced over there. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I take a shot on DK Metcalf. I'd probably just do DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett, to be completely honest with you. Um, Carson Wentz is third. Highest price on both sites for the Sunday only. Yeah, Howard, Howard, you're paying down seventh and ninth. There, Boston Scott is, comes in right up behind Miles Sanders. They priced him up. They priced him up, and that's a trap just in case Miles Sanders actually wasn't in there. So, yeah, I really don't like that. Greg Ward, six, cross board, not bad. Not bad. Goddard, uh, third highest priced tight end. How is he the third highest priced tight end on a two-gamer? Second, still on DK. Who the fuck is the second highest priced tight end? Oh, Jared Cook. Really? Huh. Wonder if Wonder if people are gonna fall for that. Kinda curious about that. It's kinda odd. But any which way. So that's what I have for you guys. Uh again, we'll be going through this uh tomorrow. It'll be a little bit quicker of a podcast just with the uh since we're going to have most of our plays involved but uh yeah it is what it is and uh let's go in it let's try and get some money see you guys tomorrow